Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. So welcome back again to part two of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley. Uh, John Sudo here by Anne. Uh, Shane's on the other end of the telephone. And again, uh, welcome to Eliza Jane Phyllis from, I believe, Ballyperfay County Donegal. Is that right? That's right. Thank you very much, John. Thank you very much, Nifty. Now, that doesn't sound like a Donegal accent, but we'll come to that in a minute. You're, you're here to speak to us about NET Ministries. Yes. Who and what are NET Ministries? Please. Um, well, NET um, actually stands for National Evangelization Team. Um, so what we are is a Catholic youth ministry, um, and we have uh, teams all across Ireland um, as well. Um, we've branched into Scotland as well, um, and we're looking to have a team um, traveling for a short term um, to uh, work with the Catholics in the United Arab Emirates as well. Um, mm-hmm. But mainly we're based here in Ireland, and our teams are made up of young people between 18 and 30. And basically what they do is they go either across the country running retreats in schools and parishes. Um, so we have our road team that does that. And it's very much just about sharing, um, sharing the good news um, of Christ's love um, through personal testimony as well as a lot of different um, venues like drama and music and um, small group discussions and talks and things like that. And then as well, we have teams based in parishes um, around the country, and their job is to create youth ministry, um, sustainable youth ministry within that parish. They're Mm. usually there for two years, and they'll set up a youth group and youth mass and work um, bridging the schools with the parishes um, and bringing young people really into the life of the parish um, and always, um, first of all, into that relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and, and who makes the first uh, contact? I mean, is it the parish priest, or would it be a youth group, or, or, or who would who would contact you first? Um, it really depends. Um, a lot of times, it is um, the the priest in the parish um, who will contact us, mm. or say at a school, a chaplain um, would contact us for a retreat. Um, but I've also known times when maybe a young person um, was at another event. We often go and do work with you know the likes of Youth Two Thousand. Mm. Like that, and so maybe they've encountered um, some of our teams. They go back, they tell their their RE teacher or something. You know, I met these people, and they do retreats, and it sounds really good. Mm-hmm. And that could be where it comes from. But but mostly, it is coming from um, from the parish priests and from from the the teachers as well in the schools. You've mentioned retreat there a few times, and and um, to me, thinking that retreats and young people maybe don't go well together, but obviously they do. Tell me what happens yeah. at a retreat. Um, well, I guess um, we call our retreats encounter days because okay. it's really about having an encounter um, mm. with the person of Jesus Christ. So um, how it normally starts off is there's sort of an icebreaker time, we do some games, um, have some fun with the young people, let mm-hmm. them know this is going to be not just a day in class. Um, and then there's um, times of small groups. That's a big part of our ministry is um, having that time um, to really talk to the young people and let them... Let them voice their questions. Let them uh, mm. really, um, I guess, yeah, ask what they've maybe been burning to ask um, for a long time. So that would be, you know, one, one leader mm. among the team with about 10 young people. Um, as well, there'll be a short talk, a lot of personal sharing, a lot of personal testimony um, of how the team members um, came, to, came to their faith or to a deepening of their faith. We'll, off, we'll have drama as well. Um, there'll be experiential learning activities, which are kind of like games, but they have a bit of a point. Mm-hmm, um, yeah, so yeah. bring them deeper, kind of try and get all the learning styles in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
uh, music as well is a big part of it as well. So there'll always be be some sort of upbeat music, and then uh, near the end of the day, there's always a prayer time. And so at that time, it's a, a chance for the young people to sit and pray and reflect on their own, but as well, um, a team member who's been really uh, getting to know them in their in their small group um, can just offer to to help lead them in a prayer as well. Um, from from whatever's been brought up from from that day, because they're mm. specifically themed. And as well, if at all possible, we, we have a priest there for reconciliation, which is always so beautiful. Um, what sort of age profile are we speaking about now with the, for these, these young people? Um, on the retreat? Mm. Well, we've done First Communion retreats, so they're, they're very okay. fun, they're okay. little ones. Mm. Um, but mainly we're doing um, the secondary school age, so um, first year through their leaving cert. And then as well, we have sort of the period of time before confirmations where we'll do a lot of confirmation encounter days as well. And what sort of reaction would you get now, particularly in the secondary schools now, from, from, the, from the youth there? Um, it's actually great. There's a number of young people who, um, you know, will have a, have a retreat one year, um, will see the team the next year, and remember people um, from the year before, remember their experience. Um, you know, sometimes you kind of get the complaints of, oh, well, why doesn't our year get the retreat this mm, year? Mm. Um, and the feedback's always very, very positive. Um, and I think what it really is is just having that, that personal connection um, and, and letting them just really um, voice, voice their, their thoughts and their ideas, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's so important, isn't it, for anybody, but especially for the youth, but us all. Yeah. Having, that, uh, having that forum where they can voice what's on their mind. Yeah, yeah, and get get honest answers as well, you know, and always, always, always keeping um, true to the teachings of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, kind of meeting them one on one and and giving Christ mercy as well in in that moment, you know, from their own peer group, from from their own young people, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And that's exactly it. That's why our volunteers um, we don't have them over thirty on the teams because we want it to be something that's relational, something that. Um, you know they can they can connect with and be you know be thinking oh these people aren't that different from me, and they have such a strong faith. This could be possible in my life as well. You know, Eliza, just uh, just in relation to the team, kind of you know what kind of is the profile of you know the the, the, the people working working on the team? Like you know, in terms of dealing with questions that come, that come up, have you know have they got training in theology or what, um, what kind of what way does it work? Um, well, it's, some people do. I mean, we have people who will join teams who have done their, their undergraduate degree, possibly in theology or um, something like that. But um, most people are coming um, out, of, out of secondary school, out of various university and job experiences. But we have a time of training for them um, in between August and September. It's about five weeks of rather intensive training. Um, where we go over how how to run every um, every aspect of of the ministry, and um, you know, especially just how to relate with young people, but as well how to answer those questions. You know, what's going to commonly come up. Mm-hmm. And Eliza, you know, just a bit of interest. How did you become involved with it? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. as you can probably tell, I'm not originally from Ireland. Uh-huh. I grew up on the east coast of Canada. Okay. Um, and I actually. Grew up in a very non-religious family, so I didn't actually join the Catholic Church until I was 19. Mm. My second year of university, I was I was baptized, confirmed, and had my first communion um, at the Easter Vigil in 2008, and it was incredible. Um, just to encounter what I've been searching for my entire life, there'd always been that kind of uneasiness and emptiness in my life, and I had wonderful friends who 
um, you know, brought me to Mass and really were there to answer my questions. And after that time, I really realized what I wanted was to be able to do that for, for others, um, especially for other young people, people like myself who'd had so many questions, had been confused, mm-hmm. and were just really seeking, um, seeking to know, to know God, um, but not knowing where to ask or where to turn. So um, from there, I finished my university degree mm-hmm. um, because I figured that was important to do, yes. and I started after that, though, looking for um, for a way, um, a way to evangelize, especially within the church. That's something I felt very strongly was to be able to share just the amazing gift um, of having been received in the church, having received, you know, the sacraments of, of baptism and, and confirmation and, and communion as well, mm. was maybe those who didn't realize um, how great a gift it was, because I, I saw that back home as well in Canada, that, that sometimes it, it hadn't really sunk in with people. Um, and wanting them to see how amazing, amazing, amazing life in the church is. And um, I had had a friend who'd come to Ireland on the first um, net team here, which was, I think, back in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, so quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we're coming up to, to 12 years, so whatever that would be yeah, yeah. 12 mm-hmm. years from now. Um, and so uh, he, he really suggested that I, I look into Ireland, and so I prayed. Um, I prayed about it, and I felt very strongly that, yes, this is maybe what God was calling me to. So I put in the application, and um, then I was accepted. And from there, it just sort of wasn't a question for me. It was very, very certain that this was this was where I was supposed to be. So I was here for two years on a team. I did one year on our road team, mm-hmm. uh, running the retreats, and one year in Delvin in County Westmeath. I spent a year there helping to establish the youth ministry, which is still running, actually. Um, and I actually help um, the the current youth coordinator who's working in that parish. I, I'm going down there tomorrow, um, on, on Friday, just to, to see the ministry and help them. So it's great to see how things have grown. And do you also have other sort of outreaches there in, say, Cork? And, and, and yes, yeah. So we've had a team for two years in Mitchellstown in Cork. Okay. Um, so they've been working um, to build up a couple of youth groups there and a youth mass and working in the schools and just really building those relationships with the young people and um, just being real witnesses um, of what it means to be um, young and, and Catholic and just full of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're finishing, they finished up there in Cork in May, uh, sorry, Mitchellstown. Um, but as well, um, we're starting this coming year um, to do some work in Cork City as well. And now every time we start somewhere new, it's sort of we have to, we have to work, with, um, work with the local area and see what's the real need so yeah. mm-hmm. it'll be it'll you know kind of be growing and organic um what is done there but i think they'll be doing a lot of work doing encounter day retreats in the schools um and other events um and i think as well just working um locally with parishes so i mean do you stay with the do you stay locally for a year i'm not saying physically you might come off and on but but you're with the parish for a year would that be typical mm-hmm. Um, yes, so for our, for our local teams, that, that's what they do. So they're there for a year. Um, the commitment that a team member will make is for basically one school year, so from sort of the second week of August until the end of May. Um, and then, but the parishes we do, we do try and um, get two years um, to, to be in a parish and mm-hmm. to be a new team the next year, just because we find so much of the, the first year is just getting to know people and getting the roots established, and it's really in the second year that you really see that growth and you, you see things really begin to flourish. 
If there were young people, that were, and there are young people who listen to this programme, or parents of young people who listen to this programme, and we said, listen, these guys now, they, they seem okay. Um, how, how could they contact you? Um, well, probably the best way to contact us, um, especially at the moment, because we're going into our summer holidays, mm-hmm. our staff, we get um, a month summer holidays, because most of us are international, so mm-hmm. it's important that we get, get home yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best way is to just go onto our website, so it's www.netministries, mm-hmm. all one word, um, dot .ie, and from there they can uh, send us an email, um, and as well it has our phone number and all of our other contact information. Um, so, uh, but like I said, in the next month or so, probably email is your best. Email is the best. And the same would apply for anybody who is possibly connected with a school or yeah. a parish and might yeah. be thinking maybe, maybe later on in the year it might be worth touching base. Same yeah. thing applies. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And I mean, you can always um, give a call to our office as well um, when we when we're here during our office hours. Um, but like I said, the phone number is on the website there. But. It's yeah, it's great. It's great being able to just connect that way through email because it means when I'm home in Canada, I can also check my email. Very good, very so. good. Now, just uh, just one last thing, just just before we go, <clears throat> what would you like to say to young people, being a young person yourself, to young people out there who are saying, "Well, listen, I don't know about this stuff with religion and God and getting close and having a relationship with God. I'm not too sure about that." What would you say to them? Um, I would say that really, it's the most incredible um, decision you can make to say yes to God. Um, he will give you so much, and He's not going to take away. I think that's the fear that we always have, is that He's going to take things away from our lives. But um, having that relationship with Jesus makes our lives fuller, because it's what we were created for. And so um, really encourage them um, to ask the tough questions, to find people who have um, answers for them, yeah. but also just to take that risk, to say a prayer, to ask, to ask Jesus just to, to help them, help mm. them build that relationship. Um, because, you know, that's really what it is. It's that first step. It's, you know, God's always there. He's just waiting for us to say yes to him. What a way to finish up the interview. Perfect. Thank you so much, Eliza. That was lovely. You, 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 will you stay with us for part three as we reflect on the gospel for this week? I would love to. Thank you very much indeed. Now, I'm going to work with a bit of music. By the way, Shane, you'll be able to put the details of the Net Ministries yeah, up and out. I'll, I'll put the links up. And, and uh, uh, Eliza, you have a Facebook page as well, don't you? We do. We yeah, do. I'll yeah. put the linkages up. That's great. Thank yeah. you. Perfect. In the meantime, we'll go for a bit of music. And this one was taken from World Youth Day 2000 in Rome. And this is just for you, Eliza, and all your gang. It's called Messengers of Hope. So let's hear this. Dear young friends, I pray your faith in Christ will always be lively and strong. This way, you will always be ready to tell others the reason for your hope. You will be messengers of hope for the world. Let's do 
Sacred Space on West Limerick 102.